It's time now for super psychologist, Dr. Mara Carpell, and your golden years. Good evening, and welcome to Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years right here on on blogtalkradio.com and on drmaricarpel.com every Sunday evening, 5 p.m. Central Time, and that's 6 p.m. Eastern Time. And today is Sunday, May the 19th, and we are back live in our downtown studio in beautiful Austin, Texas. And I hope you had a great couple of weeks since we've been on live and that you had a very happy Mother's Day. It's a beautiful day here in Austin. It feels like summertime already. Um, We're going to keep you cool with the great show. And Art Mendoza of Accomplice Entertainment, producer of this program, is here to make the program run. In a little while after the break, joining me right here in the studio will be Jay Schneider of Bridge to Shore Interventions and Sober Services. He is back for another interview. And this time, joining us will also be Eric Button of Vista Taos Renewal Center. And they'll be discussing addiction interventions, the purpose of intervening, and what it looks like to intervene as well as some of the important aspects of good quality treatment for addiction. And since we're all going to be right here in the studio, we'll also be videotaping this so that you can view it later on YouTube. And then later in the program, a friend of the show and an incredible guitarist, Betty Navis, will be back to join us from Los Angeles. And she'll be letting us know about some of her new projects, and we'll be playing some of her music, And that's always fun to have Betty on the program. And along the way, I'll give you another sneak peek into my book, The Passionate Life, Creating Vitality and Joy at Any Age. And this evening, I will talk about getting back up and getting back to living a passionate life. If something has gotten in the way, if it's hit an obstacle, which we all do from time to time. And throughout this evening's program, we will have time to take your questions. So if you have any questions or comments for me or for my guests, please feel free to give a call. The toll-free number is 855-345-4720. That's 855-345-4720. Or you can email your questions to me, and I will read them on the air to my guests. And my email address is Mara. That's D-R-M-A-R-A at drmaracarpel.com, D-R-M-A-R-A-K-A-R-P-E-L.com. And you can hear this evening's program again by going to my website, drmaracarpel.com. And the link to the podcast will be posted later this evening, along with all of the website links given by my guests and any other contact information that they give. So if you go to my website later this evening, you can listen to the program and read all of that information. But you can also hear the podcast in as soon as five minutes after the show ends by going directly to Blog Talk Radio. That's B-L-O-G talkradio.com slash your golden years. 
And for information from previous programs to read my blog in Huffington Post and Ariana Huffington Thrives Global, to watch videos from previous programs where we've had the guests in the studio, find out about my book, um, and a lot of other things, <laughs> go to my website, drmarikartel.com. And you can hear all of the previous programs that we have done right here on Blog Talk Radio for the past five-plus years by going directly to blogtalkradio.com slash yourgoldenyears. And be sure to follow me on Facebook because on Facebook, I have all of the latest information, upcoming shows, any blogs that are posted Um, immediately I post on my Facebook page, upcoming events. So, you know, if you want to know the latest, follow me on my Facebook page, and that is Dr. Mara Carpell, Your Golden Years. And if this is the first time that you're tuning in, I'm a licensed psychologist from New York City, practicing here in Austin, Texas, and also in the Rio Grande Valley of Texas. And I work with adults of all ages and have had a specialty of working with seniors and caregivers, and for the past few years have also been evaluating veterans for PTSD. And part of the time, my office is in the wonderful Veterans Resource Center, Heroes Night Out, which is located in Cedar Park, Texas. And for information about this great resource for veterans and for veterans' families, you can check out their website at heroesnightout.org. Do you want to contact me? Do you have some information that you think I should know about or a question that you want to ask me? Feel free to give me a call. My phone number is 512-626-6973. You can also email me at drmaracorpel.com or go through my website, drmaracorpel.com, and click on the contact link. This evening's program is produced by Accomplice Entertainment, Postal Productions, and Psyched Up Productions, and sponsored by Dr. Ronald DeVere, neurologist, memory specialist, and author of the book, Memory Loss, Everything You Want to Know But Forget to Ask. To make an appointment with Dr. DeVere at his memory clinic in Lakeway, Texas, or to purchase a copy of his book, you can call him at 512 261 7909 or send him an email to rdevere that's r-d-e-v-e-r-e at austin.rr.com and his book is also available on amazon and this evening's program is also sponsored by storyhouse storyhouse gathers your stories and turns them into multimedia collections that can be shared now and for generations to come Have Storyhouse over to conduct a private interview in your home or invite them to your next big event or family reunion. Storyhouse, where your memories live. Find out more at yourstoryhouse.com or call 512-296-8752. Okay, we're going to take a brief break. We're going to play a few of our sponsors' commercials. But don't go anywhere because when we come back, Jay Schneider, And Eric Button will be right here in the studio with me talking about addiction, uh, interventions, treatment, and a lot more. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. 
super psychologist, Dr. Mara Carpell, will be back after words from our sponsors. Are you or a loved one a Medicare beneficiary? Help save you and Medicare money by stopping Medicare fraud. Fraud happens when Medicare is billed for services or supplies you never receive. There are three easy things you can do to fight fraud. Review your Medicare claims for accuracy, protect your personal information, and be on the lookout for suspicious activity. For more information or to report fraud, call Medicare at 1-800-MEDICARE or your local SHIP counselor at the Area Agency on Aging at 1-800-252-925. Worry about memory loss? Dr. Ronald DeVere, certified neurologist and director of Alzheimer's disease and memory disorders in Lakeway, has been helping those with dementia and memory loss for over 12 years, specializing in the diagnosis treatment and counseling of those with memory loss and dementia. Dr. Devere also has a book to reduce your worry and fear by knowing the facts. Memory loss, everything you want to know but forget to ask. Available now on Amazon.com. Dr. Ronald Devere, Alzheimer's Disease and Memory Disorders Center in Lakeway, and his book, Memory Loss, Everything You Want to Know But Forget to Ask. For more information or to schedule an appointment, call 512-261-7909. Dr. Mara's book, The Passionate Life, Creating Vitality and Joy at Any Age, is now available on Kindle and in paperback at Amazon. Don't forget to listen to Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years live from Austin, Texas, every Sunday on blogtalkradio.com. Welcome to Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years, and I am here live in the studio with Jay Schneider, who is back. All right, thanks for having me back. Bridge to Shore Interventions and Sober Services. Correct. And joining us is Eric Sutton from Vistatel. Yeah, Vistatel's Renewal Center. All right, welcome. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you, Dr. Thank you for joining me here. Um, So why don't we talk a little bit about, why don't we start with you, Jay, just talk about what is... Bridge to Shore intervention, or there's an intervention, and then we're going to talk about the treatment, which that's your thing. Mm -hmm. Okay. Sounds great. Well, again, thanks for having me back. It's great to be back in the studio with you. Good to see you again. Yeah, thank you. Um, So uh, last time we talked about interventions, and we'll talk about interventions some more because we can't get enough information on interventions. Mm -hmm. So. uh, Bridge to Shore Interventions uh, has existed since 2015, and I started um, Bridge to Shore uh, having been in the field with a couple of companies for about nine years. I wanted to start my own company um, uh, after having a family member who took his life in 2001, which led me into the field of mental health and substance abuse. Mm-hmm. Um, so my this has been my journey to help as many families and individuals as possible um, find freedom from addiction and uh, uh, to start living a new life free of drugs and alcohol. And if there's mental health coupled in there with that, to address that as well and get them the help that they need. So. Okay. Yeah. All right. Why don't you tell us about Mr. Tell. Mr. Tell. So. Uh, so. Thank you, Dr. Carpell, for having me on your show. And um, my name's Eric Button. I'm in recovery, long-term recovery. I've been sober since the 21st day of July 2005. 
Mm-hmm. Um, Vista Taos Renewal Center is in Taos, New Mexico. It's been around since 1994. It's a small, what I would call a boutique type treatment setting for men and women. Um, it's family owned. Um, it is between the Rio Grande Gorge and the Ski Mountain at Taos, New Mexico. I would say Vista Taos is very good. I would say really good at medical detox, psychological care, and spiritual care. I would say the disease of addiction and alcoholism, the clients are suffering from a spiritual sickness, and the physical location of where Taos is and the approach of the 12 steps included with the Native American um, assistance and um, techniques uh, of a gentleman named Patrick Shindo, who's a native Pueblo Indian there. Mm-hmm. Um, the client would really, really, really have to be entrenched into not realizing or experiencing some type of power greater than themselves there. So I would say that a client that's very resistant to um, the spiritual idea, they can't miss it in Taos, New Mexico. Yeah. 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 I've heard it's like a vortex. It's like a vortex, and it's all. And I really like what Jay what Jay said. Addiction and alcoholism. Everyone is trapped in this process. It's just a constant cycle. Mom, dad, brothers, sisters, siblings, families are trapped, and all of them are consumed by this addiction, held hostage, held Mm -hmm. hostage, and then. You've got to start figuring out, breaking these pieces away so each individual person can 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 get a hold of freedom. That's what so I that's what such the process for recovery really should start with a great intervention, great treatment, and then great continued care. Because mm-hmm. it's a process. Right. And none of the clients that that are addict or addicts or alcoholics None of them got to that situation overnight, so it's a very it's a lifelong process. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And about ninety five percent of of the people that I intervene on uh, don't believe that they have a problem. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, and, and it's apparent to everybody but them. So my role as the interventionist is to intervention is a carefully planned process. Um, so there's a lot of information that I gather. Uh, before the intervention's done from family, friends, coworkers, if that's possible or necessary, uh, to find out exactly what the family dynamics are and what, uh, who is it that, I, that we're intervening on um, and how to approach them. Um, there's different types of intervention models. There's the old uh, Johnson model that's still used today. Sometimes I still use the Johnson model. There's the invitational model that uh, you can be trained by several uh, professionals in that model. Um, and then there's the Love First approach by Deborah and Jeff Jay, who wrote the book uh, Love First. Mm-hmm. Um, or you can use a combination of uh, sometimes different intervention models. Um, so, the, so the Johnson model, it's more of a, it's a, it's a quicker approach. It's a surprise model. Surprise model. Okay, yeah. it's the one and, that we see in the movie. Yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> or on the, and really you don't want to use a surprise intervention model on someone that has trauma 
or PTSD, mm-hmm. something like that. It's it does. We're not looking to do more more harm. damage, right? Correct, correct. And and then the invitational model, hence the the um, you get the family on board, and then you're inviting the loved one. That's right. To 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 be a part of this That's team, right. so that they can have it. They we want them to buy into the process. Mm-hmm. We want them to buy into their recovery, uh, right. getting well, and. We, we want to have a a conversation of uh, with them, you know, mm-hmm. um, and, uh, and, then, and it's then, about love and compassion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really. And then love first is really a a, a longer process than invitation. No, or about the same. it's about the same. Yeah, it's it's maybe even a shorter process than the yeah. invitational one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. So so when you when you get when and I'm asking because I, I I just want to hear it from you um when a family reaches out to you for help and you do all your homework then you reach out to them and uh you come up with a plan part of that plan is already knowing where you're going to send them to treatment correct yeah that's correct right yeah. so you might reach out to might reach out Eric. to Eric. um what 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 i don't do is send someone to treatment that i have not been to myself uh, mm-hmm. toured, asked questions, sat down with the clinicians, right. see uh, and have hands-on experience of what they do and how they do it. Um, or so you do your own research ahead of yeah, time. Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. we're dealing with, with families and their loved ones right. and people's lives. You want to make sure it's a, a good place. Exactly. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. Good yeah, good fit I, for them as well. I like, mm-hmm. I like saying that there's uh, treatment for everyone, mm-hmm. but not every treatment is the right treatment for each person. I agree. That fits for for psychotherapy as well. And the worst thing that can happen is that you send a client to treatment and um, you have to pull them out of treatment for some reason because it's not the right fit. The family, you know, uh, was not, you know, told about certain things in the treatment. uh, Right. That what treatment provides or doesn't provide and they're unhappy and and here we are faced with pulling that client out of treatment two weeks afterwards. You you don't ever want to have to do that. Right. It's just it interrupts the whole process. Right. So I can tell you I've been to Vista Taos. Um, uh, it must be beautiful. It is. It's beautiful. They do really great work there. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to actually be a part of their process and sit in on a couple of their groups. And, mm-hmm. and that's important, the transparency that that they have with allowing people to come and and be a part of what they do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not everyone does that. I can imagine. Yeah, yeah. a lot of yeah. places I, I think probably say no. This is off limits. Yeah, to the right. public. Now we now we always protect the and identity. Of, yeah, yeah, and yes, very right. much. Right. So, yeah. 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 But okay, so so let's get a picture of what the process might look like. So. Um, you're called by the family mm-hmm. that there's they have a family member who has this addiction problem. They have not been able to convince them that they have an addiction problem or that they need treatment or they haven't agreed to treatment. Right. So then what what's next? Well, first, I, I usually spend anywhere from an hour to two hours on the phone on the initial call with the family member that's calling in, and I gather a ton of information, uh, family history, uh, you know, what is the history of, of the person or loved one that we're looking to intervene on? Um, 
as far back as they can give me. We're looking for patterns. Um, uh, after I gather a bunch of information, um, I'll send the family a contract if they want to move forward. And uh, then from there, um, we gather more information. We find out who is going to be a part of the intervention, whether it be family members, uh, friends, uh, sometimes it might be an employer. Um, what you don't want to have happen is have someone be a part of the intervention that could sab sabotage mm. the intervention. Mm -hmm. um, keep them sick. Keep them sick or, I mean, the person we're intervening on is going to always look for the weakest link in okay. uh, the team sure. that's coming to intervene so that they can, uh, so that the so that the person we're intervening on, if they find a weak link in the team, then they will immediately go to that person and go, don't you know what I'm saying is true? And then um, we're looking at the whole process possibly um, falling, apart. falling apart. Sure. So um, anyway, do my homework, find out who should be a part of the intervention, uh, determine if they need inpatient treatment or if they've had possibly long-term sobriety before? Is it a setting that maybe intensive outpatient mm -hmm. uh, could help with, or do they need inpatient mm -hmm. care? Um, a lot of times I like inpatient care versus intensive outpatient because there's a separation uh, when we take a loved one to treatment that really can be extremely helpful and necessary uh, to separate them from the substance that they're using mm -hmm. and the environment. <clears throat> whether that's a 30-day period uh, or a 90-day period. But, um, I find that longer-term treatment works better mm -hmm. for folks. Right. So uh, after we've gotten them to treatment, well, then uh, before that, before we get them to treatment, we'll do a pre-intervention meeting with all of the folks that are going to be a part of the intervention. We'll sit down. Uh, go through every aspect and process of the intervention, what it looks like. We'll handle objections that mm -hmm. the person might have as to why they're not going to go to treatment or why they don't need to go to treatment. Mm -hmm. We'll have answers for all of that. Um, we'll have uh, everything we need booked for flights or reservations to get take, them there. You take all the all the excuses away. Yep, we take right. all the excuses away. <laughs> right. we have, all we the roadblocks. All the red flag is a smooth, clean path right. to go to, to see <laughs> freedom. Exactly right. That's okay. right. And then we hold the intervention. Uh-huh. And this can be anywhere in the country, right? Anywhere in the country. Mm -hmm. yeah, I travel all over the country doing interventions, and it's just a real privilege and honor to get to do what I do. Yeah. How, how many interventions do you think you've done in your period of time? Oh, in the 13-plus years? Um Several hundred. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And then do you accompany them to the treatment or? I do. I would, I would personally uh, transport them, go with them to treatment, make sure they get there safely. And then get And uh, have them in. sign a release of information for me. Uh huh. So that I can stay engaged in the process with their therapist or clinician during their treatment stay um, so that I know how their progress is going. If there's lack of progress, and the clinician needs to get me on the phone for any reason, uh, then they have a release in order uh, to do that. Right. Can I ask you a question? Sure. So, uh, 
I was just wondering, do you run into, um, when you identify that family member that like, uh, more willing to give in to the addict alcoholic while they're in treatment, you're helping that person that's be good, stronger? That's a good question. Yeah. Yes, that, that is true. That is, uh, I work with the family, uh, for the entire period. So when a family hires me, it's for a 90 day period uh-huh. when they retain my services and <clears throat> I'll continue to work with the family, mm-hmm. family members siblings, right. whomever, to get them engaged in their own recovery process because it is a, it's a systemic illness. It affects everyone uh, around and in the family, um, and everyone needs to seek that freedom that Eric talks about. Yeah, I would imagine, you know, that the family members also, I mean, I've seen it. It's not that I imagine, but I see the family members um, develop their own dynamics and then you're kind of shaking it up by... That's right. They've been conditioned. Right. I mean, they've been conditioned by the addict or alcoholic to behave and act a certain way right? Um, so that the addict or alcoholic can get what they and need. And so I'm sure there's a lot of guilt involved. Mm. There is a lot of guilt. When they send them off to treatment because they feel like they're yeah. betraying their loved ones. Yeah, exactly. Right? So you deal with that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the train and the shame of it all, the shame of it all. and the fear. Mm-hmm. So. so you're helping the family while that person is, let's say, at uh, this house. Correct. Uh-huh. I'm helping them um, directly and indirectly. So indirectly, getting them uh, engaged in <clears throat> counseling locally, mm-hmm. uh, or if there's, you know. A type of 12-step group that might benefit them, getting them involved in 12-step right. group, whatever is going to be best for right. them in their current situation. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of 12-step programs for the family members. There are. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. there are. Okay. <coughs> so what does treatment look like? So treatment, um, so the best result for treatment is to definitely have an intervention because the families, to start the process, the families, they, they don't know how to handle it. They need, they need help and support. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So you get to treatment, have great medical detox where the client, if it's an alcoholic or a, or a, or a, a pill addict like a benzodiazepines, those are the most dangerous items for a person to be detoxed from. Mm-hmm. Every time that an addict alcoholic is asked how much have they been using, they're going to lie to you. Right. And it's not going to – so, so you have to be prepared medically for the worst-case scenario. So safe detox, and then they're going to come out of the fog after about a week, and then they're going to realize, oh. I made a crucial error. Just. I've made a crucial error. Yes. I, I have okay. – I have, this, it's not as bad as, as I don't really need treatment. So there's going to be resistance come up for the client. It's called post-acute withdrawal syndrome. Yeah. Okay. The other the other thing about about a client or a, a loved one that goes to treatment is they are um, the body and the mind heal pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ego. Our bodies are very resilient, so they're going to start feeling better. They're going to start focusing on how they look, and treatment is about always bringing to the forefront as to what 
led you to come in here, okay, and keep them focused on working on themselves and eliminating all the outside issues, okay? That's why in treatment, uh, clients don't have immediate access to phones and computers, and, and they want to try to keep – We let's take the try out of We take them and keep them somewhat secluded. Right. So they can focus on what they're asked to do. Right. And then um, getting them in, launched into 12-step recovery and getting them launched into a program with the therapist or counselor mm-hmm. so they can start working on their psychological piece. Okay. Right. And helping them with new coping skills and sparking the engine of replacement for what the alcohol or the drugs was giving them. Right. And the replacement is bringing more and more power in their life through working the steps, like well, like your book talks about bringing, creating vitality. Right. right? Vitality. That's what, re- that's what recovery is about. Eric, uh-huh. how long can someone stay at Vista Taos? Vista Taos, uh, the client can be with us a minimum of 30 days. Most clients are with us for 45 days. Mm-hmm. Most clients have a four to seven day detox. Um, and then for those clients, we're going to have a plan for everybody. Some clients need to go back to where they came from as far as a continuing care plan, but they can be with us up to 90 to six months in, in, in the extended care. And then I would work uh, part of the process for me is also to work with the clinicians for discharge planning mm-hmm. as well. And right. what does that look like? Uh, everyone's a little different. Are they going back home, going back home to the family? Are they going to go into a sober living, either back in the same city where they came from or possibly a different city for mm-hmm. for 30 or 90 days? Uh, so do you find that there are a lot of people that you intervene with that also have other diagnoses, mental health issues that maybe are sure. contributing to the addiction? Sure, absolutely. Or even... The other thing that we we find out a lot at, at Vista House is the clients have these diagnoses, and then when they get detoxed from everything that they've been taking, because that's our process, then you find out that, that those other diagnoses right. are not right. They're not really the real deal. What's really going on is I have, I'm a drug addict. What's really going on is, yeah, I'm anxious because you've taken my ability to change the way I feel away, uh-huh. and that's right. where the step work comes in. So, but there are, and then of course, on the other flip side of that, when you get sober, then you may start finding where there is some, uh, you know, some anxiety or some OCD or some some depression. Mm -hmm. Yeah. PTSD. PTSD. It's huge, huge. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you have have treatment, well, you have psychologists there. We have psychologists, then we have an ASAM doctor, Dr. Terry Alley, Mm -hmm. who um, is ASAM doctor 00008, so he's one of the first eight. He's 72 years old. He says this is his retirement job, but Mm -hmm. he's very, he he operates like he's 50. Right. He's very vibrant. And um, the clients love him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So then you part of the setting up um, follow up is also the treatment yeah. for whatever mental health issue might come it up. Is. Yeah, treatment's just the beginning. Mm-hmm. And, and even if they're only in treatment for 30 or 45 days and then they leave and go back home, hopefully they're either going into sober living or they're going into an environment where they're going to have 
really high accountability, mm -hmm. which is absolutely necessary. Right. Um, it's just been proven that high accountability with someone who suffers from an illness of addiction or alcoholism is necessary and extremely helpful. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I'm working with um, veterans with PTSD. <clears throat> I mean, I just do the evaluations, but what I have found during the evaluations is they've revealed to me that when they gave up their substance, whatever they were mm -hmm. abusing, mm -hmm. somehow either they gave it up themselves or they went for treatment, that's when they discovered that they had PTSD. Mm -hmm. So they had been self-medicating all those years and didn't know, didn't have nightmares because they, they were seeking they, relief. Yeah, yeah. because they, they drank so much that they passed out, yeah. right? Yeah, well, once the substance mm -hmm. is out of the body and the, the obsession to use is gone, then... Uh, really what you have is a, a, a living problem. Right. How do I live life without, you know, right. and experience these emotions that I have uh, but the, covered up for so long? But the good news. There's great news. Is, There's a lot of great news. That, There's great news. Is that once you get the substance out of the picture, you can actually heal from the mental yes. health issue if there is one that may have been causing it. Yeah. Yeah, right. if there is one. And, and if some, there is one. Some people actually need medication for, you know, the a mental health diagnosis that requires medication. I, I like saying it, it adds to quality of life. Right. Like right. somebody that has knee issues and they suffer with it for several years. Well, nowadays they have so much technology with knee replacements and stuff. And it adds numerous amounts of years right. to their life. It adds to quality. So some people... Get to get to have increased quality of life by utilizing some medicines to help us mentally, mm -hmm. because mental mental illness or I don't even really like to call Not it mental, mental illness. illness no. I call it mental uh, mental health issue. That's what I, I call like it. that. I like that, Doctor Carvel. <laughs> you know, that's the stigma though that right. that society's always. We all have said. mental health issues that's in right. one yeah, way or yeah, another. Yeah, yeah. Some yeah. more extreme than others. I yeah. worked under a psychiatrist back in 2001 and. Uh, I loved his approach. He wouldn't, if, if a client came to him uh, with a diagnosis uh, and they use substances, he would not uh, treat them for the current diagnosis until they were uh, clean of the substances for a minimum of six weeks, probably mm -hmm. two months, and then reevaluate. Uh, in addition to having a full blood workup done, a full physical, oh, that's good. and a proper thyroid exam because mm -hmm. uh, a thyroid that is not operating properly can mimic so many types of mental Absolutely. health issues. Absolutely. I like that because yeah. a lot of so psychiatrists important. don't do that. They yeah. just prescribe medication. Yeah. And psychologists, too, will yeah. just treat what it's they so think is going on. Body. Yes. Yeah. It's a very holistic approach, and nutrition is very important. And yeah, and that's, that's, there are a lot of deficiencies in nutrition. And if somebody is abusing a substance for multiple years, there's likely to be yeah. nutritional deficiencies because it's yeah. zapped your body. Yeah. And, and alcohol will stay in the fatty tissues of the body for mm -hmm. up to a year, I believe. Okay. At, at, okay. at Vista Taos, we also utilize some acupuncture, massage, um, Twelve-step yoga, a lot of uh, mindfulness, mm -hmm. which is a which is something that's really new and, and present. You know, helping people become present, co creating new coping skills for mm -hmm. things. 
So it's a very holistic approach. At, at and I like what you talked about before we went on the air. You were talking about when you stop giving in to an addiction, you become free of the prison that it puts mm-hmm. you in, right? And now you're free to live a passionate, joyful life. That's right. Yeah. right? Yes, very much so. Because when you're abusing a substance, you are tied to that substance. Absolutely. Oh, yes. Yeah. You will go to any length. To continue to get that, right, and that means pushing everybody aside, yeah, everybody that's what. loving you. I mean, you, it's, you just got blinders for that. Right. So now, once you give that up, you have freedom. Yeah, that's exactly Total right. Yeah. But it takes work. It doesn't just happen by going to treatment. It doesn't no. happen by not using. Sobriety is not a solution um, to addiction. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's much more than that. You have to treat the internal condition as well as the mental condition. Yeah, I can see that, you know. I mean, I've met people who had given up substances on their own but didn't have the treatment. And um, they started out, and they gave up the substance. They started out at the age mentally Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and in the maturity level that they were at before right before they started using. So if they started using mm-hmm. as an adolescent, and now they were 45, they oh, were mm-hmm. now an adolescent in yeah. a lot of the ways that they saw so the true. world. It is so true. Mm-hmm. It is so true. Um, and someone that suffers from addiction or alcoholism, they go to treatment, they come out, and then they don't do anything else. They may not be using, they may be abstinent, but that is untreated addiction or alcoholism. Right. right. And we lose many folks um, through suicide mm-hmm. eventually because they know that they can't use. They swear that they're not going to use ever again, but they are so miserable um, within themselves. Uh, and it's such a dark, dark spot to be in. Sure. Uh, because they don't know what to do and how to treat what's wrong with so them. So where did... So you, you find help for, for those people to follow up? Well, if if I'm aware of it, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Um, if I'm no longer engaged in the mm-hmm. process with the family, I may not be aware of right. it. Right. Um, but they're certainly made aware of it by me of what that looks like, What's what it? does untreated addiction or alcoholism right. look like when someone comes out of treatment. And it sounds like this house also kind of sets that up. Because oh yeah. They oh yeah. Well, it, there's no kind of about it. We it's set up. It's set up. And, so and, and everybody's on that team. And this okay. is the plan, clear cut instructions, and I, it's I almost I, yeah. It's almost a guarantee. When you follow through with everything that's outlined in your discharge plan, it's it's a guarantee that you stay sober. Mm-hmm. And like like Jay was saying, the um. It's all about action and what am I doing on a daily basis to in, to to enlarge this freedom. Right, right, and to be able to live a passionate life. A passionate yeah. life, yeah, there creating vitality and joy at any age. Right there. <laughs> there yeah. yeah. So now we only have a couple of minutes left, yeah. so why don't we tell everybody, listeners, um, how they can contact you. So, okay. Jay. Sure. Um, uh, please feel free to contact me at uh, uh, area code 512 
850-350-3090, or you can email me any questions you might have at bridge, the number two, shore, at gmail.com. My website is www.bridge2shore.com. Number two. Okay. T-O. T-O. Okay. okay. And All right, and uh, Eric Button, um, my phone number is area code 512-419-8686. I'm with Vista Towels Renewal Center. I live here in Austin, Texas. Vista Towels Renewal Center is located in Taos, New Mexico. Um, you can email me at e-b-u-t-t-o-n at Vista Towels, that's V-I-S-T-A, taos.com and um, I like the hashtag orange you grateful orange grateful orange, orange, orange you grateful, grateful. Oh, orange you That's yeah like the yeah, orange, yeah. Orange, it's, my, it's my jam you y-o-u grateful dot com alright alright yeah Thank what an honor. You. Yeah, yeah I'm going to post so both much. of these, okay. both of your contact information yeah. on the website post later tonight. So okay. that'll be there if people miss it. Perfect. Um, thank you so much thank, for having me. Yeah, thank you, Thank you, thank you so much. Yeah. For, thank you. Very nice thank to, you. Great to be so back nice with you again. You. Nice to see yeah. you again. Good to see you. And um, good luck. And we'll yeah, get in touch. I'd love to have you guys back sometime. And who, who are you having on later? Well, we're going to have the musician Betty Maba. Oh. All right. All right. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back. We'll be right back. I almost spoke all the words that I want. I almost saw what you look like, bless your wall. But almost doesn't count anymore. And a sure thing never will. around me 
And at times I forget the simplicity of it all Of it all Are you or a loved one a Medicare beneficiary? Help save you and Medicare money by stopping Medicare fraud. Fraud happens when Medicare is billed for services or supplies you never receive. There are three easy things you can do to fight fraud. Review your Medicare claims for accuracy, protect your personal information, and be on the lookout for suspicious activity. For more information or to report fraud, call Medicare at 1-800-MEDICARE or your local SHIP counselor at the Area Agency on Aging at 1-800-252-9240. Dr. Mara's book, The Passionate Life, Creating Vitality and Joy at Any Age, is now available on Kindle and in paperback at Amazon. Don't forget to listen to Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years live from Austin, Texas, every Sunday on blogtalkradio.com. All right, and we are back. If you're just joining us, this is Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years right here on blogtalkradio.com and on drmaracarpell.com. And before I go on to talk about getting back to living a passionate life, um, let me just fill you in on some news. Uh, We haven't been on in two weeks, so I hope you all had a very, very good couple of weeks. I spent Mother's Day with my mom up in New York, and um, that was very nice. I don't really get to do that um, very often, so that was a great time. And uh, let's see, what's new? I've been working on a blog that will be coming out shortly, probably within this week. So if you're following me on drmaricarpel.com, and on my Facebook, Dr. Mara Carpell, Your Golden Years, then you will see when my blog is posted. And uh, let's see, on, on May 29th, which is just in about a week and a half, I will be interviewed on um, another, another uh, show here on Blog Talk Radio called um, Transformation Living. And I will be posting the link to that so you can hear me live or on podcast. And that will be May 29th at 4.15, I believe. But I will be posting the details um, this week and the link to that so it will have the exact details. I'm also being interviewed by um, Texas authors in July, so I'll be letting you know about that information. And what else is new? My book is still available on my website, drmaricarpell.com, and it is also available on Kindle at, and in softcover at Amazon, so feel free to take a look over there. And I think that's it for the news right now. Oh, yeah. Um, I hadn't done a Facebook Live in a couple of weeks, Um, I was going to do one before I left for New York, but we were having thunderstorms for days on end before I left, so I never got to do it. I didn't want to be cut off in the middle by a a thunderstorm. 
Um, so this Thursday, I will be back doing another Facebook Live video, and that'll be at 8 p.m. on Thursday, 8 p.m. Central Time, and that will live on my Facebook page, so if you miss it, you can still see it on my Facebook page afterwards, and it'll also be on my website, so um, stay tuned for that. And I think that's it for that. I'm not, I don't think I have any other news, pressing news. So I wanted to talk about getting back to living a passionate life because it's really a given that it, that at some point it, when you're grooving along on your path of living your passion, living your dreams, Something's going to get in your way. You're going to hit a wall. You're going to hit an obstacle. You're going to be distracted. Um, And, you know, for many people, just getting on the path in the first place is difficult. It's very easy to get caught up in um, trivial um, distractions or to get caught up in the living uh, life as usual, caught up in the rut. Um, And it's very easy to get caught up in, of course, big obstacles that get in our way. And um, when I say that it's a given that you're going to hit an obstacle, what I really mean is that it's going to happen multiple times. It's not just going to happen once. So, um, So the question is, how do we get back to it? And I wrote about it in the book. I talked about getting back on track. And I think it's important to get back to the basics of living a passionate life um, and get back to the basics of taking care of ourselves in order to get back on track. So let me first start with this whole idea of getting, you know, distracted. Um, I was reading a book recently by Michael Singer. I was reading his book, The Surrender Experiment, Uh, My Life my journey into life perfection. And I, I highly recommend it. He wrote the untethered soul. You might've heard of that. It was a bestseller. And I came across a quote from him in the book and I copied it down because I thought, wow, this is awesome. It's something I need to remember and something I want to share with you. And what he wrote is challenging situations create the force needed to bring about change. The problem is that we generally use all of the all of the stirred up in energy intended to bring about change to resist change. So let me let me say that again. Challenging situations create the force needed to bring about change. The problem is that we generally use all the stirred up energy intended to bring about change to resist change. And that reminds me of the interview that I did a couple of weeks ago with um, Akshay Nanavati, where he talked about his book, Fearvana, and the worthy struggle, and um, which he refers to as um, using the struggles that we have in life to actually create the state of joy and the state of passion and um, rather and embracing them and embracing our fear rather than trying to run away from 
fear and waiting until the the path is smooth because if you wait until the path is smooth it will never be smooth and this sort of reminds me of this discussion that I was just having with Jay and Eric and we were talking about addiction and and certainly for someone who is addicted to any substance um, it's a struggle it's an obstacle but many people um, as they have um, gone through treatment to overcome the addiction and to move forward have embraced this new point in their life and this new freedom, but the struggle in getting back to living a passionate life and they embrace that to actually turn that into a passion and um, become people who help other people with addictions. Just like Eric talked about being in recovery and now he works for Vista Tau. So, um, you know, treatment center. So actually taking a struggle and turning it into a passion. And Jay talked about a family member who he lost to addiction, and now it's his passion to help other people to to um, to intervene when they're locked into that course and get on a better path. So we can take the struggles that we have and use that energy that has been created by the struggle to propel us forward into a more passionate life and a life of joy rather than wasting that energy and draining that energy by resisting a struggle that really we cannot change. And that, that causes more um, depression and anxiety than anything else is when we try to resist obstacles that we cannot change. We don't want reality to be what it is, but we can't change reality. We can only make a, make a plan for how to move forward in a positive way in spite of the reality and maybe create a new reality for the future but we cannot change the current reality. Um, We can run away from it. We can ignore it. We can resist it. All of that will lead to depression and will lead us to be knocked off the path of our passion. When we accept reality and we take that energy that's stirred up by a reality that we don't like and we use that to propel us forward in a positive way and look at the higher good of helping other people um, who may be struggling with the same issue, that is what creates quantum leaps in our, in our path forward and following our dreams. So personally, um, you know, and this, it could be minor struggles. It could be small things. So for, in my personal experience, I've discovered that I write the best blogs when I am confronting an issue that is difficult for me. So if I come hit an obstacle in my life and it's keeping me from being able to write and feel happy and joyful and write a joyful blog, 
it will cause me to have to take a break and uh, and lose my really go off the path of the of the passionate life. But if I take that obstacle and I look at it head on and start to actually write about it, then I find myself writing more and more and and actually bringing myself out of this state of feeling um, blocked by this obstacle. I actually write my way out of the dark space and start to, and with the mindset of I want to create a positive blog that will help other people. I don't want it to be a pessimistic blog like I've hit this obstacle and it's terrible and I'm giving up. Right? What would be the point of that? So having that higher purpose helps me to then use that energy to create a way to resolve this issue and be able to move around or over or through or this obstacle or to understand that maybe this is a time for me to reevaluate or the, my direction or take a break. But I I come up with these solutions the more I write and end up coming up with a blog that's much more positive, um, that deals with the negative, the 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 dark spot that I that I'm very transparent about that and and readers can can relate to it that they also have hit similar dark spots. And then move the come up with solutions to help myself and help my readers move through it. And those are the blogs that people actually like the most. I can tell how many people read my blogs. I get statistics. Even if people don't click on like or say something about it, I know how many people read the blog from beginning to end. And the ones that I wrote when I was in the darker place and used that momentum to bring myself back onto the path, those blogs have hit like multi-thousand readers who have read all the way through the blog to the end, right? If somebody doesn't like a blog, they're not going to read it to the end. So, so. So that's an example in my own life of how I've used the obstacles to move through it, um, to to propel myself back onto the path. And in my book, I've done that multiple times. I wrote about my father's death while I was writing the book, and um, and that changed the direction. But it also helped me in staying on the path and it helps my readers to be able to um, connect to it and, and find ways through difficult times like that. Um, So I really like that. When I read that quote, I thought that was a great, it was a great one to share. Um, Another quote, Um, This is by Patanjali, who is the Indian teacher who is often referred to as the father of yoga. And what he wrote is, when you are inspired by some great purpose, some extraordinary project, all your thoughts 
break their bonds. Your mind transcends limitations. Your consciousness expands in every direction, and you find yourself in a new, great, and wonderful world. Dormant forces, faculties, and talents become alive, and you discover yourself to be a greater person by far than you ever dreamed yourself to be. So having that higher purpose, knowing that if you Stay on your path. You can help other people. Um, gives us that sense of passion to to really be more creative and to break through that obstacle. So it's really so it's kind of a you know a cycle here. So having a passion helps us to um, break through the obstacles. And using the power of that get you know the the intensity of the obstacle to propel us towards our passion helps us to take quantum leaps towards our passion. So um, it it if we have that if we remember both of those aspects of it, we will, are more likely to stay on the path and or to get up more quickly when we've been knocked off. Now, we're all human. There are still going to be times where we just get overwhelmed by life and, and the things that happen in life. And I think that we're living in a very challenging time. Um, there's so much going on in the world and in this country alone, but even in the world. Um, that can that can make us feel kind of gloomy or cause obstacles for us in a practical sense, and it's very easy to get knocked down. Um, and I know, you know, I just visited my mom for I was just there for a week, and um, I know that that being a caregiver can take up every ounce of energy sometimes and even though I absolutely love visiting my mom and she does a lot of things for herself and she also is in a place where there are people who help her when I'm there I end up you know doing a lot of things for her that she saves up for me that you know other people aren't going to do and I become very focused on doing that and I'm glad that I do but during the course of the week, I discovered that I that I felt that I wasn't feel I wasn't being creative, and I had a hard time thinking creatively. And I really sort of focused on her and forgot about even taking care of myself. And I had to remind myself that I need to take care of myself. So I know that caregivers, people who are caregivers twenty four seven. Um, have a real challenge in staying on the path. It's very easy to get knocked off the path of your passion because caregiving is is a really um, time-intensive and energy and emotionally intensive um, undertaking. But it's really important to take time to take care of yourself. And I found that when I remembered to do that and I worked out, 
I made sure to walk on the treadmill at the very least. There is a treadmill in her building, or, and there are weights. I did some weight training while I was there, and I made sure to eat healthy as much as I could. That helped me to be there more for her. And I took some time to sit and write. I I made time. Um, and I know that it's challenging um, for people who have, you know, their their loved one living with them and they can't take a break. They don't have somebody to to take care of them when they leave for an hour to do something like that. But, it, you know, I, I, and I will talk about caregiving again on another program, and I've written about it quite a bit if you go to my website. But it's really important to find a respite, get help, have somebody come in for an hour even to give you that time to take care of yourself. So, and that brings us to the basics, that it's really important to take care of yourself. <laughs> and how do you take care of yourself? And and again, this is also a double-edged um, sort of undertaking. When you have a passion, you have more of a desire to take care of yourself. And when you take care of yourself, you have more energy and joy and vitality to, to follow your passion. So eating healthy, really focusing on what you're eating, eating mindfully and not just grabbing anything is really important to stay on this path of passion. Getting exercise at least several days of the week, if not every day, even if it's a little bit, even if it's getting out for a walk or dancing in your living room or doing some stretches. Doing that changes your energy level, changes your mood, and it helps you to be focused um, in on yourself for a while and to understand that you are important. And that helps you to then have the 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 enthusiasm to follow your passion. When I did that, while I was around my mom, I felt much more passionate about being there with her, and I felt much more enthusiastic about um, taking some time to be creative and much more enthusiastic about getting back to doing this show after a two-week break, etc. cetera. Um, getting enough sleep, you know, these are the basics. Getting enough sleep is, is that's the the key to that keeps everything together um, and spending some time in relaxation whether it's meditation or walking in nature is really really powerful and see you know seeing friends spending time with positive people who can who you feel have your back and you can relate to and you enjoy yourself with um, that was another thing. I made time to see a couple of friends who live up there, and that really helped me a lot to get back on the path of passion and to feel really good around my mom. So it made me a better caregiver, and it made me much more enthusiastic about following my own passions. Um, sometimes 
we need to take a look at why we're hitting a wall. And sometimes we just hit a wall in our creativity. And we need to look at whether or not um, we're overextending ourselves or we're taking an approach that really isn't working. Sometimes it's important to reevaluate the, the how of what we're doing and the why of what we're doing it. Are we doing, are we doing what we're doing for the right reason? Um, if we're doing it out of desperation, that's not the right reason and that's not passion. So we need to look at the why and what will help us to not have that feeling of desperation. And I've spoken about this before is by feeling grateful for everything that we already have and for, and feeling grateful for who we are. So when we, when we realize that we are enough and we have enough already, then we're on this path of passion for the right reason. We're not, we're not doing it out of desperation. We're doing it out of enthusiasm and inspiration. So spending time in gratitude is really a really important way of keeping ourselves on the path and or getting ourselves back on the path. So spend some time every day writing down. Writing is really powerful. So write down five things that you're grateful for every day. Even if it's the same five things every day, write it down. And you might discover, you're likely to discover that the list is going to grow, that five isn't really enough. You need to add more. You want to add more, and that's fine. And that gives you the enthusiasm and the joyfulness to stay on the path. Um, You know, sometimes we have to pause to take care of whatever needs to be taken care of. We've hit an obstacle because there's something that needs to be taken care of, and, and that's okay if we feel guilty about it or if we feel like that's it, that I'm done, I'm knocked off the path, then we're less likely to get back on the path. But if we see it as just a pause, that we are just taking a break because right now this is something important that we have to deal with, but we're going to get back to our passion once we do what we need to do, then we're much more likely to get back on the path. So it's a matter of attitude when we take a break, seeing it as a break rather than seeing it as the end or feeling guilty about it. Guilt doesn't help us at all, and there's no reason to feel guilty. Life sometimes you know, needs to be taken care of. We need to do what we need to do, and that's okay. That's part of being human. Um, You know, uh, one given that I find helpful to remind myself of is that not every day feels like a good day when I wake up in the morning. Not every day is going to feel like a good day. That's just a given. Sometimes we haven't had enough sleep. Sometimes we feel more stressed out than usual. Sometimes we just don't feel good. Um, But 
it's up to us to make it a point to find meaning and purpose in the day, no matter what life hands us. So if we can find some meaning or purpose for the struggle that we're going through, then we're more likely to get back on track. And so even if that just means that the meaning and the purpose is that we are going to spend some time in meditation or we're going to look at um, what is the reason for this obstacle and how am I going to turn it around and how am I going to use this obstacle to propel me forward, then that gives that struggle meaning. And, you know, if you're feeling overwhelmed because there's just too many things to do in the day, then as I spoken about a, a few weeks ago, reassess your days. Are you doing too much? Are you taking on too, respons- too much responsibility? And is there something that you can give up? And don't let criticism be, get in the way because criticism can be a very large obstacle and it's not necessary for us to allow that to be an obstacle. And again, I've spoken about not letting the critics get in the way. I've written about it. Um, You can take a look at the blog um, on my website, and I've also written about it in my book, Um, not letting the critics get in the way. And and most importantly, before I go, seek support from like-minded people, mentors, coaches, to encourage you to get through the rough spots. So somebody who has been through this, somebody who is on the path of passion, um, who can help you through it, or even a therapist to help you through the rough spots. Sometimes we need a little help. All right. So on that note, we're going to play a little music from our next guest who will be coming up shortly. Betty Navis will be joining us in just a few moments from L.A., so we're going to play a little of her music. Okay. 
do a search on humans on my phone, you'd find me on there. And so uh, we sit down, we talk a little bit about my um, writing process. Mm-hmm. So, oh, interesting. Yeah. And, yeah. So I'm in that mini documentary. It's actually doing well. He was written, uh, his documentary was written up in a magazine um, recently. I'm forgetting the name of the magazine now. Um, it's a New York-based magazine. He's uh, based in New York City. And mm-hmm. um, playing with the tribute band, writing electronic pop songs, um, I had two of my songs go to uh, get on the charts on a website called Number One Music. If you were to, wow. um, yeah, if you were to do a search for Number One Music, it's an online music platform where artists can upload their music and people who want to find new music can find it. And uh, they have um, categories. So they'll have a rock category, they'll have electronic category, they'll have pop category. And they'll have these um, popularity charts, you know, like the way music can go on charts. And um, sure. my two, and two of my songs went to number one uh, under the electronic electronic pop category. And um, wow. the song, yeah, I was really happy about Congratulations. that. Congratulations. That yeah. That meant, yeah, that meant people really responding to it. And I get emails, um, not direct emails, but I get messages from the site of people asking about um uh, the music and how much more music am I going to upload soon? So I'm in the process mm-hmm. of putting some more songs together to upload and to share um, because I've gotten such a good response with the electronic pop. So that's yeah. what I've been focused. Yeah, that's what I've been focused on um, recently, and it just sort of came out that way from creating songs on the computer. I mean, because that's sort of a really easy way, not easy, but it's like a very accessible way to record and produce music is you get a laptop and you get software and you start putting the music together. And I found that I really enjoyed working with synths because I do play guitar, but I also have a, I also have a synth, you know, and I do play with that. And, you know, for me, um, the instruments are kind of a means to the to the creation. You know, it's not really a means right. to an end. So um, I'll, I will I do add some guitars guitar to electronics, but it's not as much of the a presence as the actual song and the arrangement of the song, which ends up being a little bit more synth based. Mm-hmm. So now so, we just played Love Bomb. Can you, yeah. Can you tell us about that song? Sure. There's um, there's a few elements to the song. It's a it's a very catchy electronic pop song. You know, it um, it's all it's very upbeat. Um, I used mm-hmm. a lot of synths. I used multiple drums, and that's like the technical aspect of it. You know, lots of synths, uh, lots of drums, electronic. Um, electronic sounds this song right. was inspired the song was actually inspired by someone i know and interestingly enough i met a person a while ago who 
they displayed signs of a personality disorder. Though at the time I didn't know when I was really interacting with them often, I didn't know it at the time. And they had this um, interesting uh, different worldview on things and they would, they were very moody and, you know, one minute everything would be great, you know, and then the next minute everything would be awful. You know, it was really interesting and I didn't really understand. And I decided to, you know, look it up and start reading articles and things like this. And I came across a term called love bombing. And that term Mm. is, when that term is referred to when a person enters a uh, a romantic relationship with someone who's got a personality disorder, that person might display like heavy um, romantic interest in a person right away, and they it refers to that as love bombing. So they so they'll you know um, so they'll be very very intense with their emotions, mm-hmm. and then after a while when I guess the intensity wears off or when the novelty of the relationship wears off, they'll quickly uh, break it off or they'll quickly um, decide that they just don't want to be in that relationship anymore and they'll break it off right. just as easily as they'll right. come in. And I thought, the, I thought that was very interesting. And so I thought Love Bomb would make an interesting title because when I read the, about the term Love Bombing, I was like, wow, that would that's an interesting title and that's an interesting idea. You know, so Mm -hmm. I wrote a song around that. Um, I learned a lot, you know, reading. There's so much information online and on YouTube, and there's so many interesting um, YouTube channels that all talk about um, narcissistic personality disorder in particular. And so I would – that's where I got the the title from reading Uh about that. uh You know, um, I found the psychology aspect of it really interesting, and um, it, it's, it seems like more and more people are becoming informed about this topic, and it seems like there's a lot, there's a whole community of uh, people who go online who want to research this particular topic, I guess because they might have loved ones who have this condition or disorder right. or you know, I don't know all the technical terms, but this is what I've learned from the information I gathered online about yeah. it. Yeah. So that kind of fits with what I was just talking about before you came onto the program, oh, which really? is actually, okay. yeah, in a in a way, because I was talking about using an obstacle or a challenge to give us the energy to create. To be more, you know, to be more creative. So you, you know, you use that obstacle of that relationship to actually create music out of it, which I would guess most musicians do that. That's a, that's a big, that's a big positive. Being a musician is that you get to write music about anything that happens in your life. (laughs) It was a very interesting, um, it was very interesting also to write about that because um, when you meet someone who has um, something like this and you don't understand their behavior and you're just trying to figure it out, I'm the kind of person, I I tend to be intellectually curious. So when Mm -hmm. I don't understand something, I will 
try to read every article I could find on it just because I'm intellectually right. curious. So I, I really want to know and understand. And uh, apparently um, love bomb means that a person will be really heavy into a relationship. And that's what happened. You know, um, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. was in a relationship and, and then, you know, a little while later um, they decided they didn't want to be in the relationship anymore. And I couldn't understand really why, like in my mind, there was, there was nothing really wrong, you know, nothing had really right. happened make me think oh this is just wrong like in my mind everything would just be fine if if you know on at least on my end everything was should have been okay right but they and then next thing I know you know I he broke it off with me and then next thing I know he's like immediately got into another relationship almost right away and that sort of tipped me off that sort of made me think you know this is not quite a typical thing I don't know um, yeah. At least, you know, with the speed that it happened, and that, you know, in my mind, that's where I, that's when I decided to go online and research it. Um, the like the and you got it, and you got a, a, and you got a song I'm sorry? out of it. And you got I a did. song out of it. I did. <laughs> I did get a song out of it. I, I imagine that I'll get multiple songs out of it because there, <laughs> there were so many. There are so many aspects to this that um, that were very interesting on a psychological level because it it makes yeah. you wonder like how how interesting and how you know complex um, the human mind really is and for Absolutely. some people their their psychology goes in a different direction than others you know and yep. it's an interesting to to look at that and go wow that's that's interesting that for some people their their mindset or their you know psychology is going to be so different than what you'd think the norm would be you know for whatever right. reason and um so yeah so betty i I would like to play another one of your songs that you sent, yeah, great, you sent own um, it you sent own it own it, yeah, what is that about so that song is about, I love to write songs about um, imagining um, imagining a life that you want to have, right? So in mm-hmm. this song, this song is about imagining and creating um, an abundant life for yourself. So um, I'm really into... Uh, metaphysics and in this type of um, study you um, you prepave your intention for what you want to create uh-huh. in your life and you manifest it so okay. All right. it yep. is, is, is like a song version of doing that so okay. the song is about creating abundance in your life so you imagine what abundance is and, you know, for right for a very technical definition, maybe abundance would be, you know, uh, abundance in how much money you create in your life. So I wrote about that because mm-hmm. it's real, uh, it's a real tangible, but right. abundance could be so a lot of things. 
sure. Sure. The passionate path. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. So why don't you hang on the line? Um, we're mm-hmm. going to play a little of that song, and then we'll we'll come right back to to talk. Okay. Great. All right. Here it is. Hold it. Number one on the electronic pop music category. Wow. Number one. 
And awesome. I could see I could see why because it's such a fun song and I had a lot of fun putting it together. Um I had an mm-hmm. image in my mind of uh you know, um putting in into music what I read about, you know, like um uh-huh. Uh-huh. reading books on on um prepaving in your mind what you want to create in your life. Mhm. Mm-hmm. You know, I, That's I read, wonderful. I, read, I love that. Yeah, I read one book in particular that changed my life called The Game of Life and How to Play It. It was written in 1925 by a woman named Florence Scovel Shin. And uh, it was one of the first metaphysics books I read. And um, it, it was a very interesting book. It sort of has a historical aspect because it was written in 1925. It's sort of uh, the author you could tell the author does come from that time, you know, uh, because mm-hmm. of the way things are worded and the things she refers to. It, it, she refers to a Victrola at one point in, in, right. in her book. So, so you know, this That's is like funny. a different world almost. And But but the information could apply at, at any time, you know. It, yeah. It's, very, yeah. it's a very interesting book. It, you know, I... I tell my friends about it. It's just like one of those books that it's 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 a short book, but it's a very profound book, um, metaphysical book. And You're have so to I, check I, that I, out. Yeah, I love that book. Yeah. I I reread it from time to time just to I don't know remind myself of these mm-hmm. interesting principles, mm-hmm. and I try to apply it in my own life. Um, and so, I so I, yeah. So, Betty, um, if people are interested in listening to your music and downloading your music or, or coming to hear you play, how can they do either of those things or both of those things? Well, I have multiple um, social media sites. Um, mm-hmm. I've been um, – so, for example, I have an Instagram you can find me on Instagram at Betty Navas twelve twenty one. So I um, I upload videos and I upload um, gigs where I'm playing. I've also uploaded the number one music site where you can find my music. I'm also on another site called Reverb Nation. Reverb Nation is a online platform for musical artists, mm-hmm. so musicians upload all their music. I have all my music uploaded on there because it's a very wide platform and you can find me on there. You can also find me on number one music. Um, Mm -hmm. You can find me on Facebook. I do, I have my Reverb Nation uh, band page connected to my Facebook page. So if you look for me on there, you can find it there. So those are... okay. The, yeah, so you can totally find me on there. Okay, great. Um, I'm going to post all of yeah. that on my web post about this show, so people can just look on my web on my website later tonight, and they can find all that. And um, yeah, we're going to be out in LA. We're going to be out in LA. We don't know exactly when, but in the next few weeks. So maybe we'll get to see you. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Please let me know. Please let me know. Yeah. Yeah. We will. We don't know yet the date, but we'll let you know. Yeah, that would be okay. great. Okay. 
That would be great. Yes. Yeah. Great. So thank you are so you gonna, much, are you, Betty. For, what, what's that? Yeah. Oh, yes. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Um, I, I'm hoping that your listeners can enjoy the music, put on some headphones, and dance. That's the whole point. Yeah. It is danceable music, so yeah, be great. Yeah, and, and, you know, <laughs> and the whole point is music is meant to, for people to get together and enjoy, and it's one of those things that, like, no matter who you are, no matter where you come from and where you are in your life, music brings people together. I see that over and mm-hmm. over, and I just, mm-hmm. I just love that. I'm a working musician, and uh, I played a wedding gig on Friday with a fun band called The Breakfast Club, and I just uh-huh. was amazed to see all these people, like, getting together and dancing to the music, and I'm like, wow, this is so great. That's just, yeah. it just reminds me why I love music so much. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much, and and I'm looking forward to seeing you and and also listening to more of your music. Thank you so much, Dr. Mara. I really appreciate that. And, and good luck with everything. Thank you so much. I do appreciate that. All right. Well, you have a good evening. Thank you, too. And uh, have a nice have a nice weekend and Perhaps I'll see you very soon. All right. Okay. Sounds great. Thank All you, right. Dr. Mara. But bye bye now. Okay. Thank you. Bye bye. All right. So before Art knocks us off the air, I'm going to let you all know what's coming up in the next week. Um, next Sunday, May 26th, Memorial Day weekend, we will actually be here with another live show. And we will have speaker, counselor, suicide prevention specialist, and author of the book, Make It to Midnight, Learning to Live When You Want to Die, um, Jim Denning. And he'll be joining us to discuss his book and the prevention of suicide, a very, very important topic and a really great book. I'm really actually enjoying this book. I mean, it's a book about preventing suicide so it's weird to say I'm enjoying it, but I really am. It's very well written, and I really think that it touches on a very, very important issue and 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 really effective ways um, to get people back into life. And we'll be talking about much more. We'll talk about other topics and likely have music. So join us next Sunday. Uh, the 26th or on podcasts afterwards. And if you want to hear tonight's program again and read the information from this show, get all of the website links that we talked about on the program, uh, listen to previous programs, read my blogs, etc., etc. go to my website, drmarakorpel.com, D-R-M-A-R-A-K-A-R-P-E-L.com. And also be sure to follow me on Facebook, Dr. Mara Carpell, Your Golden Years, for upcoming um, events and shows. And you can listen to this evening's program in as soon as five minutes from now by going directly to blogtalkradio.com, B-L-O-G, talkradio.com, slash Your Golden Years. This evening's program was produced by Accomplice Entertainment, Postal Productions, and Psyched Up Productions. 
and sponsored by neurologist and memory specialist, Dr. Ronald DeVere, and by StoryHouse. And special thanks to my guests, Jay Schneider, Eric Button, Betty Navas, and of course, thank you to Art, and thank you all for listening. Have a peaceful night and inspiring week. And remember, youth has no age. Good night, everyone. guidance offered by Dr. Carpell is not intended to replace the advice of your own physician or mental health specialist. Neither Dr. Carpell, her sponsors, nor this station assumes responsibility for the misuse of any of the information given on this show. Mm-hmm.